Hey guys, I'm Daniel Wren. I'm excited to be hosting Financial Residency today and into the future. Now, obviously, I'm a new voice, and Financial Residency has had some pretty big changes lately. Let's start out there before we get into the show. Now, I know Ryan shared the lowdown last episode or a few episodes back and talked about his plans for handing off the baton and made some introductions to myself and some others that will be helping out going forward. So hopefully you were able to check that out already. But if you hadn't, definitely make sure to do that and check it out. But in short, I'll be taking over the personal finance shows going forward. And so I'm super excited for that opportunity to talk with you and really help pick up where Ryan left off. Now, since I'm new, I wanted to clarify my plans and tell you just a quick bit about myself. Now, I know this is financial residency, obviously. And so, first of all, I wanted to make sure and really refocus on that original theme of financial residency and focus kind of on a new season of providing that educational content on personal finance that's really honed in on specific things for you. Second thing is you don't have to worry about a hidden agenda with me. Now, I'm going to be doing these shows going forward and oftentimes these sorts of avenues involve hidden financial pressures. So with me, I'm not going to be selling out. Like you don't have to worry about that. In fact, I don't accept those sorts of payments due to my planning business. We have chosen to not take on those conflicts of interest. In fact, I'm not making any money to do this podcast. I'm not going to be selling student loans, no real estate deal commissions, all that junk behind the scenes. You don't have to worry about third-party payments to me influencing what I'm going to say to you. So you might be asking like, well, if you're not making money, why are you doing this? Good question. First of all, I enjoy it. My my day job is working one-to-one with physician families, and that's great. I enjoy that as well. But in that work, I kind of miss that on the one-to-many, just general education, and I enjoy that too. In fact, I already have a podcast that's called Finance for Physicians where I'm able to do that, and I'll continue to be able to do that even more so with financial residency. Second thing is it's a great way to naturally and not aggressively market my one-to-one planning business. Now, of course, that is a conflict of interest that we should get out in the open. So if you're a great fit and you're interested in that one-to-one help, you know, of course, we're going to recommend talking to our planning firm. Third thing is, if you're curious about my style and type of content we're going to cover, I would encourage you to check out my existing podcast, Finance for Physicians, a very similar approach to what we're doing here with financial residency. If you're really curious about what that's going to look like, definitely go and check that out. Okay, so that's enough about me. With that, let's get into today's show. What's up, guys? Hope you're having a great day. Today, we're going to jump into the first vitals check that we're going to talk through. Ideally, you're using these as similarly to your health vitals, quick checks to see how you're doing in relation to the goal at hand or what's most important or where you want to go. We talked about last episode, making sure you are clear on your values first so that you have something to measure against. It's really easy to kind of get led astray, whether it's from emotion or cultural pulls or just kind of rolling with life. It's easy to get led astray 
from whatever your values might be if you don't have that staked out and clearly defined. So key important first step is making sure you're clear on those values. We talked about that last episode. So definitely check that out. Once you're clear on those, you can start to say, okay, let's start to measure how we're doing in relation to that. Track it over time to see, are things changing? Are you moving in the right direction? Are you headed the wrong direction? So all of these are like kind of lifelong things. Same thing. Anytime you're seeing a patient, you're always going to be checking vitals. It's just a regular thing you do to get a quick check. First vital we're going to talk about today is the spending, saving, giving ratios. What am I talking about? So what I'm talking about is looking at percentage-wise, basically where is the money going that you have to work with? Let's use like round numbers. So let's say you have $10,000 a month to work with, and we're going to just leave taxes out of the equation for today just to simplify things. You don't have as much control over those, but let's just say you have 10000 a month to work with. And so that's how much comes into your accounts each month. So the question is, what percentage of that 10000 is being spent? And what percentage of that is being saved? And what percentage of that are you giving away? Couple of quick clarifications. When I say saved, I mean saved for longer term, like beyond even a year or so from now. Let's just say two years plus. So future savings. What are you spending in the moment or in the current year? What are you saving for longer term beyond a year from now? And then what are you giving away? Ideally, you have an idea of that 10,000, for example, that you have to work with. How much of that is going to those broad categories? Your mind might be going in the direction of like budgeting. I'm not talking about budgeting. I'm not talking about like categorizing it all. I'm just talking about like just a big picture metric. What's the total? Staying out of the weeds. So maybe your number, let's just say it's 70% gets spent of the 10,000. So 7,000 a month you're spending, 20% is saved and 10% is given. So like there's your 10,000 a month. But the question is like, what are your percentages? What's interesting, so I mentioned budgets. So this is totally different than budgeting. This is looking at like actual spending, not like budgeted spending. And so what's interesting about this, this is showing you like true spending. Most people do a budget. And the problem with the budget is it's always underestimated. I mean, maybe one out of 100 people is going to actually be accurate with the budget. But like 99% of people are very much underestimating when they budget. So this gives you a real world, like actual total spending idea of how much in total is being spent, which is much more realistic. So I'm sure you're thinking, okay, well, how much should I be doing? Or how do I even know what I'm spending or how much I'm saving or giving? So I think let's start with the easier ones. Saving is probably easier to figure out. It's for sure going to be easy to figure out what you're putting in your work retirement plans. And so let's say you're putting 20,000 a year into your 401k and you make 100,000, that's 20%. And then maybe you put another 10,000 into another investment account. So there's 30,000 total. So that's 30% if you're making 100. So saving for those kinds of plans is a little easier to figure out. Now, saving in savings accounts is a little harder to figure out. I think an easy way to do that is just to look at 
your trends in how much your savings account balance is going up. So a quick, easy way to do it is to say, okay, look at your savings account balances today and then look at them from a year ago. If they're the same, when you net all of it out, so if your total cash accounts is 10,000 today, and if you look at the balances a year ago and it's 10,000 a year ago, basically you're not saving anything outside of work retirement plans or whatever investments you have set up. So on the other hand, if that balance has increased by, say it was 10,000 a year ago and it's 20,000 today, that's a really good indicator that you're saving an extra 10,000 a year in cash above and beyond those you know, automatic investment plans. So that's an easy way to identify what is being saved. Giving is also typically pretty straightforward. That's just a matter of keeping track of where you give, especially when you give charitably, because you're going to need to report that on taxes a lot of times. Now, if you just give kind of like cash or give randomly, it might be a little harder, but really all you have to do is just kind of keep track of what that is. So most people, in my experience, do that. And so spending is always the hardest one. So, and a lot of people start with spending first and they try to figure out spending and then go to the other categories. What I would say to do is figure out saving and giving and then assume you spend the rest of it because you would have to. So if you can figure out savings and you can figure out giving and then what your take-home pay is, then all you got to do is back into what was spent. So there's your numbers right there. Ideally, you start with saying, okay, where are you today? So your current vitals for spending, saving, giving, what are those percentages for you today? Then you got to say, okay, what are we measuring against? So like, let's say you're spending 70%, saving 20%, giving 10%. Is that good? I have no idea. It depends on what you're working toward. So that's where you revert back to what those values we talked about, what's most important. You do a values check. So maybe your goals and values are to give charitably and maybe 10% is your goal. You know, maybe it's to give as much as you can. Maybe your savings goal is to be on track for being able to be financially independent by age 60 or whatever that looks like. Ideally, you are able to calculate how much that's going to take savings wise. So this is probably a good part of the conversation to take a time out, talk a little bit more about strategy here. So I'm talking big picture today. A lot of this stuff, you can easily get into the weeds. There are a lot of more detailed calculations that go into all this stuff. So when I start to say something like retirement, making sure you're saving for retirement and coming up with the percentage you need to save for that, that in itself is like a big old topic. And you can spend weeks and months and years on it. And so for the sake of today, we're just talking big picture. I'll circle back to that towards the end of this series when we talk about like actually executing on this. Ideally, either you're doing that yourself, you're in a position to be able to calculate these things yourself and you have a good process for that, or you're working with someone like us, like we're financial planners, that's kind of what we do. So ideally, you are working with someone like us or you're doing it yourself and you have a good process so that you can quickly calculate what those numbers need to be for you to be on track with those values. Just wanted to kind of take a time out and make sure and clarify that first. I'm going to stick to big picture. There is a lot more to this. We'll circle back to the execution aspect towards the end of this series and a few episodes ahead of this one. Okay, 
So ideally, you have an idea of where you are today in terms of spending percentage of income, saving percentage, giving percentage, and you know that actual number. And then by this point, you have an idea of where you want to go, what's most important, and you can measure against those values. You can also use this vital to start to say, okay, what do I want to work towards in the future? So let's say your income is going up next year. And what do you want to do with it? So ideally, this is about being intentional and having a good pulse on things. Maybe you start to look at what do you want this vital to look like next year? Go back to the goals again. Like what of those is most important? Which of your values and goals would you like to put more emphasis on next year? For example, maybe it's saving for a home project. So ideally, you say, okay, let's make sure that percentage goes up next year with my additional income and make sure we kind of force this save first, spend the rest. Ideally, you set up a system for making that happen ahead of time and automate it, get it out of sight, out of mind. Do that before the year starts even so that you have a target. So now you're now measuring against a different set of vitals or different percentages, at least. So you can start to see how this might play out. The key, though, is having a quick check. So ideally, you have a habit, you've established a process for like getting a quick check on these. And if you're not doing it, ideally, you're working with someone or you have a tool that can help you do it. And you are measuring it against your value. That's the most important thing. If you're not doing that, that's what you need to start doing today. Hope this has been helpful. We'll jump into the next vital check next time we're going to be talking about net worth. So look forward to catching up then and we'll talk to you later. Please know that anything I've said today in this podcast should not be considered advice. It is completely for educational and entertainment purposes only. It would be best to view me as just another guy talking about money on the internet. For advice, please consult your advisors. If you don't happen to have a financial advisor already, I happen to know a firm that's absolutely fantastic. It's actually the firm I started and currently run now, Ren Financial Planning. And we would love to get to know you better and see if we might be able to help. Feel free to reach out anytime to schedule an introductory meeting. You can find more info about us at www.renfinancial.com.